0: M-M-A. It's in the cage.
1: Welcome to another edition of MMA in the Cage, your number pound-for-pound source, Ryan, for mixed martial arts coverage in the podcast world. My name, as always, Estevan McCarthy. With me, Ryan Jenkins. Ryan, man, lay it on me, dude. What's going on? Not a whole lot, man. How are you motherfuckers doing? I'm doing... Are you talking to the audience or are you talking to me?
0: Just motherfuckers in general.
1: I guess it would be me, and I'm doing pretty well, Ryan. I had a... Interesting, eventful week, you know, went to the ER, went to the aquarium, went to a comedy show, it was great, Had been having a good time. Excellent. Yeah, and excellent. Uh, I, uh, I've i been killing Nazis, so. Oh yeah, you've been playing yeah. Call of Duty? Uh, no, uh, Medal of Honor. Oh, okay, so. okay. Well, a Nazi's yeah. a Nazi, and, and you know, we just like the dead ones,
0: so. I'm just doing my part to, you know, keep the world safe from uh, the third Reich.
1: From World War Three, yeah. You know, it's funny that like you can like no matter what bad movie or like what movie there is out there, like Nazis are still like the one to go to. Like if you really want like an evil doer, they're always a Nazi.
0: Yeah, I mean it's always good to kill a Nazi. Shit, I think it's still good to kill Russians
1: too. I so. I, I completely agree. I completely as long as they're smoking, as long as they're smoking and they have like like a, like a, a five o'clock shadow, I think it's all right to kill a Russian. And they're always drinking vodka. Right, right. We I really do. have to play up the, the stereotypes <laughs> if we're going to kill them. Cause, like, cause they don't, there's no way they drink any other liquor. They only drink vodka. Precisely. I, you know, I, I was Speaking of stereotypes, Ryan, the Asians, okay? I wanted to mention this to you. Okay, so California. By the way, you know how I always say there's no good-looking Asians? I actually found one good-looking Asian this week. She was very pretty. I, 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 I was wrong. They're out there. But – I digress. They are so fucking horrible at goddamn driving. It is the worst here, man. Everyone is just just slowly merging everywhere you go. Just in the middle of the fucking of the four-way stop sign. Just, just it's it's horrible, man. I can't get around anywhere. They can't park where shit. What what is it that they can't they can't drive? Is it the eyes? Do they have bad peripherals? Is that really what it is? And they just like I I don't know because you have people who. Who, can, who are driving 45 in the speeding lane, and then you have fucking Tokyo drifters, okay? where Where is the middle ground? I don't, like... Well, they're the most amazing dancers on Earth, yet they cannot fucking merge. I,
0: I think you've got way too narrow of a scope of bad drivers. I think so much of the der- driving quality of driving comes down to ethnicity. Um, and basically, if you don't have, like, a Western European... Um, or Anglo background, you're probably not the best driver. Um, I would like to extend your distaste for drivers that would probably also include, um, not necessarily the Hispanics, unless they're real old and they come straight from Mexico. Right, because they got like a slow truck with like 12 people in the back. Exactly. Um, the, uh, The blacks, you know... Do you really need to have your seat laying down? You, it, you know, your front seat laying down in the back seat. You know, like but like, drive?
1: I was going to say and, though. Now that I think about it, blacks are typically good drivers. I've never really had. I mean, you know, they they lay low, but uh, yeah, I've really never had a problem. It's,
0: it's usually the the slow part that uh, that kind of gets me. So um, it's like you know, you're driving to get to you know from point A to point B. So you mm-hmm. want to get there as quickly and as efficiently as possible. You don't want to really drive slow, and it's just consistent slowness. Um, The Asian, the Indian, uh, Middle Easterns are, are fucking dreadful. And, you know, it just kind of comes down to, you know... I guess their street system there, if you go over there, it's just basically non-existent. It's just a fucking free-for-all.
1: It's fucking chaos. But that's what I understand. Like, they are amazing over there. Like, they're so efficient at, like, not hitting people and getting around in those in those tight corners or those tight cities. And then they come over here with the entire, like five lanes to drive in and it's i don't i don't understand
0: they, they they aren't it's it, it's a very inefficient system over there they are hitting people they just keep on fucking going because they just don't <laughs> care okay and uh you know they don't understand the structure uh so yes that can definitely be frustrating uh the the small asian woman and it also I, i'd like to break it down by gender too men are definitely a lot better drivers than women are
1: and then you uh, always hear the argument that women are and it's like well there are bad guy drivers out there
0: and of I'm course have- there there's a lot of there's a lot of bad drivers it's like you know there's a ton of people that are just fucking dumb in this world and so most people are gonna be bad you know there's more bad drivers than there are good drivers
1: right but see this is the thing this is my argument against women when they start saying that okay women are innately bad drivers. like they, like they don't have the ability to be a good driver now I think Men have the, like all men have the ability to be a good driver, but the guys that they are talking about are reckless drivers and that's different. They have the ability to be good, but they're just choosing to be a little bit more crazy and reckless.
0: Correct. Uh, yeah. I mean, it comes down to, you know, a lot of it's just reaction. It's a, it's a physical thing that you're doing. I mean, it's not, you know, that necessarily taxing, but it's using coordination and stuff that men are more, you know, that are built to have better qualities than women are so yeah for the most part men are better drivers than women
1: men are just um, better men, men are and, better
0: and you know that you get into the insurance thing so why are their in their insurance lo- it doesn't make any fucking sense there but the thing is most of the time men are driving if you have a man and a woman you know who's going to be driving the dude is
1: so, unless well unless you're like me and i like to get drunk and i'll have my wife drive so whatever <laughs> whatever whatever well, that's, but, that's a different scenario. Yeah, if exactly. You're so, if you're sober, you're the one that drove to the place to get drunk. she driving you <laughs> drunk ass home. That's right. So, hey, speaking of that, she's actually not my wife yet, Ryan. We're, I'm actually getting married here, and I'm like, damn, dude, it's almost a month now. And, you know, it really hasn't hit me until yesterday. I was talking to my dad, and he said, you know, me, you, and our dads are, are, are playing some golf that, that week, right? We're going to hit up a nice course because we're, we're having the reception there. It's going to be fucking fun. But... My dad was asking me he he's asked me so what what time do you want the tea time to be and it fucking freaked me out cuz I'm like holy shit i have we are close enough to make the tea time goddamn yeah it just made it real yeah exactly now it's shit fucking real Exactly. just got real <laughs> exactly like <laughs> my like, goddamn dude i'm getting fucking married in a month this is uh, it, it it hit me like a bag of bricks and I, it, it was too much so um you know is this
0: going to cause
1: more health issues you think for you <laughs> right you know i went to the i went to the er this week with heart problems and that was the question that everyone asked me they're like well you know you are getting married in a month is this like uh do you think this possible no no we're good okay okay i was just asking i was just asking <laughs> they always have to cover that base of overly overly stressed person but actually i'm having a dude i'm having a great time right now i'm probably having the best time of my life right now you know it's everything everything is going terrific so I am least stressed as could be.
0: Yeah, and you're making money, so
1: money is the the root of all happiness. You know, it's not even so much making money because I'm not going out and buying all this expensive shit or anything. It's just like not having to worry about bills as much, and that's that's nice. Like exactly, there you go. That's that's what's you know bought you the happiness. Exactly. You
0: know, it's not necessarily buying the extravagant gifts and and living you know luxuriously it's the fact that you know you know your shit's going to be taken care of you got a paycheck coming in it's
1: uh it's comforting right it's not so much paycheck to paycheck now it's like oh i can go ahead and pay it like now instead of like uh, i have <laughs> to five day i have the five day grace period you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shit like that. just praying that they're not going to turn off the electricity oh uh, they already turned off my cable i've been i've been in san francisco for a couple of weeks now so I, I completely forgot about that but um Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, San Francisco, I'm starting to feel it, Ryan. I'm starting to feel it. It really is, uh, it really is a liberal goddamn place, dude. People here, they really do act like I'm like, I I said last week, they act like they've never been hit in the face before for something they said. Like they just throw fucking attitudes with you out of nowhere. Like, like you're not going to do anything. Like I was sitting next to this guy in a restaurant and he, uh, you know, we were at the oyster bar and like, I was there by myself and he's there by himself. And he was, um, you know, they, they brought up some nice oysters. They were fucking good. I loved them. I thought they were terrific. Uh, waiter comes around. So, sir, how are you liking your, your dish tonight? He's like, well, the guy who normally shucks them, he, uh, he makes them a little bit spicier for me, but I guess these will do. I'm like, are you, you got a fucking bottle of Tabasco sauce and pepper <laughs> right next to you. I saw you put it on there. Why are you bitch? I'm sorry that he couldn't make it specifically for you. You're right. Shucker wasn't there. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry that I served you raw oysters, which is how it's always served. You control that process, that part of it. Right. So if you want to make it spicy, then drop the
1: Tabasco on the bitch. It's like, you know, bitching about, like, fondue. Like, you make majority of what the fuck you're doing. They're just opening it for you. <laughs> Whatever, man. I, did you offer them, like, a, a baby spoon the, to feed it for them? Christ, no. I Like, it's just, like, little things like that. Like, there are people, like, they literally honk at you for everything here. They li- Like, I was on my way to the emergency room this week, and I was driving a little bit slower in the fucking, in the right lane, And I was getting honked at for going too slow. I literally stopped the car and started to open it because I was so pissed. And then the guy drove off. I was that I was that angry at that moment. I was ready to, you know. And I'm I'm confident that I can throw down here because. Most of these guys are queers, and this is the place where they're not going to most likely have a gun. So like, <laughs> that is a good point. Exactly. exactly. Yes, if like, I'm willing it, to throw down space. anywhere in the U.S., it is here.
0: Yeah, you're not. You're not starting to yell shit at some giant ass redneck who's got his fucking shotgun hanging from the back of his, uh, you know, dually pickup truck. <laughs>
1: Already fucking cock-loaded. No safety. <laughs> <Exactly>. No safety. <laughs> Would you say they're queer? exactly so it's just i, I they just they, they have no fucking manners here no fucking manners but whatever man
0: yeah i actually had uh, just bringing up uh, getting pissed off i was running here uh, earlier today and uh, just had some teenagers pull up for no reason they yelled they, they yelled at me and one of them was kind of hanging out from the the passenger side and so i looked at them and i said what's your problem and i mean i'm running i'm not Trying to, and I was on the fucking sidewalk too. It's not like I was in the street or anything like that. And so he just kind of looks at me, and I was just really hoping for him to stay stopped and for him to lean a little bit further out. And I was ready to just go over there. And for some reason, I've just, <laughs> I've had this testosterone that that's really been uh, juicing me up here. Uh, Since I've started the jujitsu here. It so juices uh, me up too, man. And I just, I really wanted him to do something. Just, it's been so long since I've been into a fight. And I really just wanted to choke the kid unconscious. Um, And unfortunately, he just gave me this little death scare. I think he was probably, he thought I was maybe somebody else. And once he realized that wasn't the case, that, uh, you know, he just got done yelling at a big stranger that, you know, he should probably uh, drive off, which is what they did. So... Unfortunately for me, I didn't get to choke anybody unconscious earlier. They don't want to look
1: uncool, man. You can't look uncool. Yeah, I remember one time I was in high school and uh, we were walking out of uh, we were walking out from like a class, and it just had rained. and this, the I was a senior at the time, and my friend was too, and he slipped and fell. But instead of falling, he pushed his freshman, like he pushed his freshman into the mud accidentally to break his fall, and so not to look like an idiot, he was like, "Say some again." <laughs> he just walked off. I was like, "What the fuck did he do?" He was like, "I just fell,
0: man. I didn't want to look stupid." Yeah, that's good stuff. So it, just this just popped in. What, what? When's the last time you've been in a fight?
1: Last time I was in a fight, like in a in like a fight, fight, like. Probably um ninth grade, yeah, ninth grade I uh and I lost that one too, but um that's fine, it happens. <laughs> did you get beat up, but uh, how bad uh well, you know, I hit the guy in the face and then he threw me over his shoulder, which was uh I was not expecting i didn't I wasn't aware of judo at the time, and uh, he literally just threw me over his shoulder and then hit me, and then uh, we got broken up, so and like I even though like I got one hit on him, he threw me. You know, Dude. I was, I flew, I flew through the air, so I consider that a loss on my part. Did you cry? I did not cry, actually. I would, I mean, like, I was, I was pretty, like, pumped up afterwards, but I did okay. not cry. And, cool. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a good while, but I, you know, and I really don't want to get in a fight anymore, but, like. But I'm ready for it now. That's, I, I like you know we've been we've been doing the jujitsu now for a while. I've been you know I've been doing I've been boxing for like about a year and a half now. I was doing a little kickboxing before that. I can throw a good straight left, and I'm ready for it, man. If it, if it does ever go down, I'm ready for it. Yeah, well, that's good. You uh, should, you wanna, you should you, be should be confident in me. that I'm gonna protect your sister when I fucking marry her, man.
0: Good. Buy yourself a gun then and. Right, solves solves solve the problem right there. It really does. You don't need you don't need to fucking fight anyone. <laughs> no, that is good. You should be able to protect yourself. So exactly. without having a gun,
1: that's how you get shot. Yeah, but um, so Ryan, I went to the aquarium this weekend. Right, I you saw some fishies. Did yeah, you? Did you? <clears throat> I'm a huge fan of the aquarium. I liked you know, it's very relaxing. It's uh, yeah, it's cathartic. It's fucking good. I love my penguins. They're my favorite animals on earth. But um I went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium and I totally forgot that on the weekends every fucking mom and dad wants to bring their little shit kid there and it was just it it's snowed. an aquarium when are they not when is it not filled with children if you go They're during the week. middle of the during week, week yeah
0: okay well then a school then school children are going to be there you know for field trips
1: and shit yeah, like that yeah but it's but it's all controlled lines you know you have you no know, it's all controlled you'll get fucking hit by the teacher it's totally different this, this now this time class. Dude, it was it just smelled like stinky diapers and there were just sticky fingers everywhere. I couldn't I couldn't I'd never want a child. I never want a child. It's just the most disgusting thing ever. That I ugh, ugh. So that brings up a point, Ryan. Um so how do you feel about me actually entering into your family? The 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 Jenkins family. How do you how do you feel about that, man? We haven't actually talked about this. I'm going to be, uh, inter- I'm, gonna be a, I'm I'm, I'm going to be a permanent fixture in your life now. What do you mean? How do I feel about it? How it's, do you feel? It, it's gonna
0: happen. So it okay. doesn't really matter how I feel. So. I'm
1: asking for no. I'm asking for some emotions. I'm asking for some real life, you know, real life stuff, man. What are you? What it, are you thinking? It, it, it makes me sad. <laughs> Why does it make you sad? No, I don't have any fucking feelings to it. I'm pretty, you
0: pretty neutral say, about you it. Can't say like
1: I'm. I'm. Really I'm, I'm, to I'm
0: to so be- happy. I'm. I'm so fucking ecstatic. I can't wait to just welcome in a new member to. Our, our tight knit group, our tight family. It'll be so awesome. It's such an interesting dynamic that you're going to bring
1: in. <laughs> I think I bring something to the table. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I think I bring something that's that's clearly not there. That's lacking. Well, it's
0: somebody else to get drunk with on the uh, during the holidays. So Absolutely. it should be fun. It's all yeah, good.
1: You got nothing besides that. You got nothing. I, I,
0: you're not. It's not like you know. You're. I thought okay, we we're mo- 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 like moving in with me. So right. it's it's not like you're going to be this daily fixture. You're not marrying me, you're marrying her. So um I don't really see how it's going to change. Really
1: because you guys are a close knit group and I mean like I feel like you're really marrying the family. You're not just marrying, you know, you're just not marrying the one person. It's a fucking tight knit group you guys got over there.
0: Yeah, but I mean we are how's it been any different than what it's been for the past couple right. of years? Ago? Right. It's really yeah. that's really what it's been and it's been and it, it's been good. I mean, it, it'll be a nice, a nice little shindig that'll be going down here in the next, you know, month or so, and right. I look forward to that. But other than that, it's really not going to change day to day, other than you taking taking her away. Thank God.
1: <laughs> I mean, right? I'm I'm just glad that we're we've become such good friends over the years, and I'm looking forward to to just holding that for an even longer time now. Yes, and <laughs> I'm
0: looking forward to the. Uh, uh, venereal diseases
1: that you'll be getting next w- weekend. So, okay. Okay. So speaking <laughs> of venereal diseases, I want to bring this up because I saw like a quick blip this weekend on MMA junkie and, uh, I really didn't even read it, but like, I, it made me think of something. What am I willing to give up to fuck Gina Carano? Because she literally is, is the most gorgeous, Woman alive, like I really think like she ranks like my number one, like even better than Jessica Beale, better than Kate Beckinsale, Gina Carano, is just goddamn good looking, dude. I mean, what what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to give? What would I be willing to to do or to give put, up or yeah to put forth? Like let let's say like like it was actually an option for you, but you had to def- but you had to prove yourself or you had to do something. What what is it that you you think is going to be of worth to this fucking woman of women, Ryan? OK,
0: there's got to be some conditions to this, because it if, it if it is it just sex one time, is that it? Is that not enough? No, that's not enough. It would be. OK, OK, I'm sorry. That's a good, story.
1: That's like, a good point. Want, Who's your number one? Who's your number one? I'm sorry. Who's your number one? You know, I, I haven't
0: like evaluated that in a while for just for the past you know several years uh scarlet joe has been my number one
1: okay okay that's that's a commendable number one i mean she's got badass nice big lips good size little breasts i like it man it's a good one
0: yeah yeah she's she's pretty fun um yeah i'd have to reevaluate the uh what the top five or top 10 would be there that's that's probably uh a good thing for me to, to take a look at
1: carano is definitely of of sports chicks She's definitely... Don't through. even... No, you oh. can't even rank it in sports chicks, dude, because, like, literally go there and look at, the, like, the one picture of her in the weigh-ins I, when she Yeah, I, I know. You I, know what picture I, I'm talking I, about. I know. It's the black and white... Oh, my... You remembered the colors! The black oh, and white, it. man. She's yeah, so... That, she can never make white because her tits are so big. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing, and the, I just, the, the, the thing that's most
0: attractive about her, though, is that she almost... At least she she pretends it very well. Like, she doesn't even realize she's so hot. Like, right. when, they, when they, like, zoom into her and everybody starts going, you know, crazy, she starts acting really coy, and she, like, blushes and shit like this. That is so fucking, fu- so, so hot. She does not just enough. Yes. You know, most of the chicks, you know, they know they're hot, and so, like, it's expected. So there's, like, no reaction to it, or it's just a smile. It seems like she actually genuinely you know cares that she's getting all this you know attention
1: right exactly i mean she starts to blush a little bit she doesn't just throw up like like all the chicks that know they're hot they're just like oh the camera's on me they give like a little wave like hi you know she doesn't do that she's like wow they really want me yeah okay okay, so let's go back to scarlet then what do you what are you willing to what are you willing to do what are you willing to put forth ryan
0: uh, once again, is it for you know? Is it just one one time, or do I get to crush that pussy for a month? Or
1: let's say, um, do let's do say, I get
0: to do I get to uh, um,
1: make her do whatever I want her to do? I'm gonna say whatever you want her to do for five business days. <laughs> How is that any different than just five fucking days? Cause it, cause five talking, business, t- like t- it has to be Monday through a Friday. Five, five, eight to five. Eight to five thirty, okay? Far, Friday is four thirty. I get her for 40 hours, is what you're saying? Re- right, right. Like, precisely. So but okay. whatever you want. So what do you what are you willing to give up for that? What are you willing to put forth?
0: God, it just I mean that's a, a do I get
1: documentation of it? Do you do you really need Precis- documentation of it? Well, you know, I said whatever you want. I said whatever you want. Yeah, I, I definitely want documentation. If I can do that, proof. Um, okay, that's, that's with gonna with, with the condition that you can't sell the proof to TMZ because then you get like no, a okay, million dollars.
0: That's, 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 that's fine. I don't need the video, but uh, I, I would like her to publicly acknowledge what had gone down and that she was uh, willing.
1: <laughs> I didn't have to um, you know, drug or to, to make it happen. Okay. Okay. So what are you willing to give up? I want to hear, I want to hear belongings. I want to hear acts of, uh, acts of love. What, what is it? (laughs) Are you like talking about acts of love to like
0: a man or something like that? Anything, anything. That's hard to say. I mean, you'd almost have to bring up what the condition would be. And I can tell you. Okay. So let's talk savings account. So you
1: willing to clear out the savings account? Yeah, lose a grand to do it. Fuck yeah. Okay, a grand. We got uh, who do we got? We got um, the chick from uh, from the British American Idol. We got the Boyle chick, the opera yeah, singer. Su- yeah, okay. Susan Boyle. Oh yeah, okay, I would I would, de- I would destroy that for a year to get forty hours. I was say no. I'm saying for a thousand for a thousand bucks, we got Susan Boyle. Okay, what else are you willing to give up? I, I, well, like I said, just keep on lining them up, and I, I and there'd be there'd be a
0: lot of stuff that I would do. If you're talking about what I would do sexually, what about, your car?
1: what about your car? Would I give up my car? Yeah. Okay. All right. And so now you're carless. Uh, what do you drive again? I forget. You drive uh, a pretty nice car, Mitsubishi Lancer. Yeah, it's Fuck a yeah, that's a fucking luxury. All right. So we're, we're <laughs> off to uh, probably the chick, the band chick from uh, I'm gonna say from from American Pie. Okay, the redhead. She's pretty good looking. Yeah, it's a. I think at full price. I think at full price with that grand that you were throwing in, I think we could get her if she was drunk. All right, but but not not Scarlet though. You're gonna have to throw something else in there. We're talking axe now. What, what do you got? <laughs> like I said, you would gotta be you, the one. Would you allow a professional male da- dancer to slap you in the face with his nutsack for twenty seconds? And we're just talking. <laughs> we're just, we're just talking the forehead. We're talking like, like no nowhere on the face. Like nowhere on like on the real face, but like like tapping you in the forehead. Okay, he's gonna tap me in the forehead with sweaty nuts. With sweaty uh, swinging nuts for about twenty seconds. Yeah, definitely. That's that's easy. I can deal with that. <laughs> okay, but during the process, though, the dick accidentally one time hits the nose <laughs> no, and the- That's not a fucking accident. Hold on, accidentally <laughs> taps the nose and the lips. Not like that last time. And I just and you just get the little, just like the little pre cum, like on your lips, just a little bit. Can I curl my lips in to where it's not actually? <laughs> absolutely,
0: you can absolutely do that. That's your if, natural. If, re- that's a natural if, reaction. If it's curled in to where it's not actually touching the colored part of my lips, then yes, I can. I can deal with that.
1: Okay. All right. All right. So all right, I think I think it's enough. I think that's enough.
0: <laughs> that's that's enough to make it happen well then goddamn it get, get call her
1: fucking agent that's right make that happen the phone that's funny so man that's good stuff dude she's she's a good one though i mean like some guys like they'll be like oh like angelina jolie or something no i'm not i'm not down with that but scarlet i could totally get down with that's a good that's a solid choice
0: yeah but My- uh, yeah yeah carano's fine it's basically what uh the whole point of this yes Yes. Is. And, and, and and that photo that they, they use anytime she's in it that's so that's so good. That's such a good photo. I know. That,
1: that image is always in my head. It really so. is. It's amazing. But uh yeah, so we got we got we got not too much of the show to talk about, Ryan. I mean we've been getting a little bit more into the personal shit this show just because we only had Bellator to talk about this weekend. What you, what you're trying
0: to say is we're not quite as MMA heavy this week, just because there isn't a ton of MMA shit going down. But uh, we've still got plenty of cool shit to talk about here. We got
1: plenty of entertainment, Ryan. We got too much for the. Fa- I mean, like you know, we, we we can we can manipulate the show for the fans. You know, we we're, we're flexible like that. Uh, we do though
0: have some uh, MMA uh, related stories, some shit that uh, went down here this past week, um, and then we're actually going to cover a couple of our uh, top ten. Um, for our heavyweights and the uh, lightweight division
1: across MMA. Yeah, so, I mean we we got a whole bunch because not only that do we do have a lot of the story like we do have a lot of stories that did happen this week and just like a lot of what ifs and oh, we we got a decent amount to cover. I'm I'm glad that there isn't a fucking show this week. So <laughs> I'm glad because we need to get this out. We need to get this out. The fans want us to flush this out so we can manipulate their opinions of MMA. Okay. Well, I know
0: that. We got to sell some fucking toothpicks here. So um, let's go to a break and uh, um, sit tight.
1: Whether you yearn to eliminate unsightly debris from those hard to reach spaces between your teeth, or you crave a splash of bacon zest, a spice up of the boring oral hygiene routine, these bacon flavored toothpicks are for you. Arm yourself with the invigorating pig freshness and the confidence that you can take on the world. <clears throat> the next time you pig out, you'll be glad you've got these flavorful, slender sticks of wood by your side. Bacon-flavored toothpicks. Get a box or 12. This is Nagra Products. We do not attempt to buy us at home. MMA and the cage and its associates are currently looking for sponsorship. We'll be more than happy to put your awesome product in this space. If you have any questions, please contact us at, at gmail.com. You're listening to Esteval McConkey and Ryan Babin on MMA and the I Gina, mean, you know,
0: th- th- that offer, just so you know, that was for Scarlet Joe also is totally applicable to you. So I will give you my car $1,000.00. <laughs> and you can. Fi- I, I don't even care. Just whatever. It doesn't have to be a professional male stripper. I mean, just some fucking homeless man on the street can rub his nuts all over my fucking forehead. Um, yeah, but you got to
1: give me forty hours, baby. That's right. So Ryan, uh, do you got any stories for me this week? Because I really don't have too much in that department. But uh, we, if you got something, we can go about it. I got I got some MMA. But if you wanna, what do you wanna do? What do you wanna do? Uh, well. We'll start, uh,
0: and I, I know you've got the MMA uh, thing with Hoist uh, and the UFC in Rio. Um, Hoist Gracie,
1: Ryan. I thought, thought this the, was pretty interesting. The champion, the champion of UFC 1, UFC 2, and UFC 4 tournament. Is that correct? Did I, that I get those correct. right? I think yep. that's correct. And right. victorious in the...
0: One of the most spectacular super fights against Ken Shamrock. Ah, of course, <laughs> cannot, can never forget minutes. that. Thirty minutes. I I couldn't actually sit down. I was thinking, man, this this is going to be kind of cool, and it's super fight, and you you get sold by that, and I got about five minutes into it, and it's just hoist humping, you know. Can Shamrock on the ground for fucking
1: thirty minutes before right. it finally stop It Anyways, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So Hoist. So uh, Junkie had a poll this week. You know, for those of you don't know, those of you who don't know, Hoist Gracie is the the first the first Ryan. The one who who just fucking came into the MMA scene. I'm sorry, the, just the UFC, and just dominated. 185 pounds, skinny ass little Brazilian, and he just he starts just taking guys out with these chokes that no one's ever seen before. Guys out weighing by 50 pounds, and he just fucking goes through them. And he well, so, let's
0: let's let's face it. He's one of the reasons why we are actually training jiu-jitsu today. Um, absolutely, he is the fucking reason. Um, You you know, it was they were here a a little bit before that, but they were able to open up all these gyms and everything else. I mean, he has had an enormous impact on, you know, the the MMA just in general. Anyways, go ahead.
1: No, absolutely. And like he actually showed that, like, it's not about being the biggest. It's not about being the strongest. It's not about who can hit the hardest, you know, because who did he fight? Who was the first fight that he had in the in the UFC? UFC won first fight of the night.
0: Oh, shit, I can't even remember who
1: he fought. Wasn't it wasn't it Art Jimerson? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, Art Jimerson comes in there with one glove and and one non glove, and he's a boxer. And he's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of this guy. And he and he gets fucking taken down. And I think he just gets choked out within the first minute, the first he round.
0: He doesn't even get choked out. He gets he gets on his back and he <laughs> literally just starts. T- he taps to nothing.
1: Right. the amount
0: had no right. he had no idea what he was doing, which was. Right
1: hilarious and he goes through that through the entire night and no one would have ever thought that and it it, it was amazing and so hoist has been the state he's been a staple in in mma and ufc and he was the first and and now ryan he's making a comeback or at least he's throwing his hat into the ring we're doing a or not we're doing ufc is doing a show in brazil and hoist gracie has thrown his hat into ring to go out there and to represent his country first of all Hoist Gracie, 42 years old, been out of the game for a while. What do you think about that? Um, campaigning
0: for a fight in, you know, in Rio. I think, it, sure, he, the guy wants to compete. It, it's it'll be kind of a momentous event. It's been, you know, what 12, 13 years since they've had a UFC event. I mean, it, it really wasn't even it was it wasn't even Zuffa owned at that point. So, I mean, this is really the UFC as we know it. This is essentially their first. Um, you know, first event in Brazil, in you know one of the the biggest talent pools, um, you know, in the world for MMA right now. Um, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a big deal. He just wants to be a part of it. I I seriously doubt they end up having a fight for him because they already kind of did that that comeback or the super fight or whatever that he had with uh, Matt Hughes. Was that actually his last fight? I think he
1: that was his last. fight. Couple- I think that was was his his last fight. I I mean, I believe so. Like, that's the last one that I I heard of. And, like, you know, he got annihilated by Matt Hughes. I mean, just got fucking killed and then choked out in the end. And so, um... Oh, did he get choked out? I know he was getting ground and pounded. And then... No, no, no,
0: the, uh... I think Big Big John stepped in. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't gonna tap, but he he ended up getting TKO'd by Matt Hughes. So, and he he held off... uh, I think Hughes had a, like, really nasty Kimura that... You just know people would, you know, should be tapping to, And he was just, it was one of those prideful things. There was no way that he was getting submitted, you know, by this, you know, rustler at that point. Fucking Whitey. Uh, Yeah, it was just a cracker. Just, you know, an Mm -hmm. ego thing for him. And consequently, uh, on Inside MMA, uh, he didn't say it by those words, but um, that's actually the fight that he's campaigning for is uh,
1: to fight Matt Hughes. Hughes. That's who he wants to fight you know, I didn't even think about that. I mean, like, the, you know, Junkie had a poll, like, who would you actually like to see him fight? And, you know, they, they threw up a couple of names, but honestly, they're all kind of contenders. I mean, not some of them. You know, they threw up, like, BJ Penn. They threw up... Uh, who ended look, up winning that poll, by the way. He was voted on by
0: more than anybody else. That fight makes no fucking
1: sense. I was going to say, but, but, on, but, you know, the, the reason that I just didn't like that poll is just because they didn't have the right fighters. Which brings me to my next point. All right, Ryan. Now we have, throwing into the ring, Mr. Dan the Beast Severn, okay? Dan Severn, which I didn't even know has still been fighting three fights a year since the early days of UFC. He still fights in King of the Cage. He still fights in Rage in the Cage. He fights three times a fucking year still, and he's on a nine-fight winning streak right now. (laughs) It's fucking Amazing. What is it is he fighting at heavyweight he fights at heavy i think he fights like at a low heavyweight but he's 52 years old yeah that's uh that's insane that still competing like that i i fucking love it now do you want to see that fight happen I was gonna say like I don't even know if I want like even if the hoist fight did happen I think it's something that you could throw like on an undercard maybe but unless it's a damn good fight like throw uh, you can throw like unless it's a damn good fight I want to see it on the on the undercard but okay. now, if I mean, I would watch just just for just for old time's sakes, really. It's just, it's I would love to see Dan Severn fight Hoist Gray. I take that back. The only guy I really want to see Dan Severn ever fight is Don Fry. That's that's the matchup of the century. You know, <laughs> the mustaches collide. But <laughs> the, the mustaches collide. I love it.
0: I could take Hoist. You know, the thing is, if that if Hoist is to fight. He's got to find a way to make it to make it sell, to make it marketable, because that's really the only way that he's getting back in the octagon. Because he is not a UFC caliber fighter. I mean, the, the game has you know come and gone for for Hoyce. and Dan Severn. I just doesn't have a enough of a recognizable name um, just to the public to you know, try and use that to sell a fight. I think Hughes would actually probably be his best chance of it happening, and that's probably one of the better fighters, I would say, for uh, Hoist even uh, to end up fighting, because Matt's definitely on the, the downswing of his career, um, and so that's not a bad fight, and he's definitely a big enough name for that to happen. You know, I know for, you know, the past 20 years, everybody's been clamoring for the... You know, for the rematch of Art Jimerson and Hoist Gracie. And, <laughs> I would uh, like,
1: I, you know, I honestly, oh, and Art Jimerson has also thrown his hat into the ring too.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's thrown it out there. There's, I actually saw a picture of him. Um, he he actually started training MMA after he lost to um, after he he lost to Hoist. Right. So he's been tra- he's been training MMA for you know since '93, and um, he's confident enough now that he's got takedown. You know, enough takedown defense, and they actually had a picture of him standing outside this cage, and he's he's just standing there posing, and he's got the one uh, the one glove on, which <laughs> I thought was pretty hysterical, but boy, he looks fucking old, so yeah. there, obviously that's not going to happen, nobody knows who the fuck, you know, Jimerson is either, yeah, so precisely. the whole thing is, it, it, it's got to sell, and I just don't, I don't know, just especially because the, the fight with Hughes just was not competitive at all, and so... I don't know where the uh, where the intrigue would be um, formed from there. There's no way that they could put him up against you know
1: anybody really that's uh, you know much of a contender See, you know at welterweight at this, this point. Is, this is my thing. This is my thing. It's gonna sell one way or another. Anderson Silva is gonna be on the card, okay? Anderson Silva is again like after after this fucking amazing front kick that knocks out. Um. Oh, Christ. What is the other guy's name? Vitor Belfort. Thank you very much. That knocks out Vitor Belfort. I mean, like, he Anderson has kind of wiped away the stench of him fucking around in the ring and and just and being a goofball. I, I mean, people want to see Anderson Silva again. And so he's going to be on the card. It's going to sell. They're going to put a shit ton of Brazilians on the card. And guess what? The Brazilians are the most exciting fighters in the UFC, in MMA period. That card is going to be fantastic, whatever it may be. So I'm not – I don't – see it being that, that's that's not
0: that's not the argument though that fight is definitely going to sell you're right and they're going to stack it with all these these you know big brazilian fighters anderson Silva is going to be on the card he's going to you know beat the shit out of uh, okami again uh, which should be fun that. but um you know i'm talking about where is the value of bringing someone in that's not a ufc caliber fighter and hoist gracie I mean, he's got to he's got to have a fight that's that's gonna sell, and they would end, end up having to put it on the main card because that's part of the reasons why you know some people would end up buying it. He's got he's got a tough tough road ahead of him to, to try and make that happen. I think what they would end up doing is they've they're they're going to have to feature him somehow, not necessarily as a fighter. They might I, I don't know if they're going to be doing any of the the expo events or anything else like that, but they've got to get him involved because I mean it, it they almost. You know, it's almost owed to him for what he's done for the sport. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. You have to. You have so to. I just, I really don't see any fight with uh, Hoist happening. Um, if I do, the
1: one that makes most sense to me would be the uh, the rematch with Hughes. Oh, how about, how about this? How about this? Just, just throwing it out there. What about the Gracie Hunter? Mr. What? I can't even fucking say his name. Kazushi, Kazushi. Sakuraba. Sakuraba. <laughs> what do you think about that? I mean, he's old. He doesn't look that great either. I mean, that's a that's a match that you know. I mean, I think at least the MMA fans would want to watch. MMA it, but... fans would want that, and that's the whole thing. It's going to be your hardcore guys
0: that are going to want that. I would like to see that. That's a, you're right. That's a good fight because Sakuraba's obviously you know on a downturn as well. So that could actually be an interesting you know an interesting fight. Um, but once again, Sakuraba has no name recognition in Americas. It's not going
1: to get maybe the Japanese, you know, maybe get the Japanese buying the card then maybe, 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 I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't even know. Do they even have a, a paper? I don't even know if they have a pay-per-view deal, um, with Japan. I think it I actually, I don't they know if they have fucking satellite coverage over there after the goddamn tsunami. Okay. I don't, I don't know if they have anything. I don't even know if they have food, but, right. but
0: they have an upcoming dream card here in May. That's right. They do. They have the.
1: uh, Is that when the tourney starts?
0: Yeah. Somehow, FEG was able to scrap together enough money to not pay their fighters in May. (laughs) Uh, So, it's uh, there is. uh, We we thought Dream was going to go away. They had a report like late January, February this year um, of just saying that they just they've got zero capital um, at this point, and they were waiting for. Um, it was a bank or some some investors to uh, to try and help them put on another show, but they're starting like a what is it a bantamweight uh, tournament I think
1: it's either yeah it's either bantam or feather I can't remember it's one of the latter ones though but.
0: yeah I mean it, a bantamweight tournament would be good and it should favor the Japanese it would be it should be a pretty competitive if they're able to put together anything it's just it they've got it's a tough it's a tough thing at this point uh, I read in the notes that they were gonna have it at the uh, uh, that's, uh, Sadiyama super arena where they had okay. uh, those pride shows where they'd have 70,000 people show up for it. Sure. And, uh, they're actually scaling the arena down to the smallest, uh, arrangement that they've got. Uh, it's only going to seat like 7,000 people.
1: Uh it's so
0: depressing going sounding. From 10, <clears throat> 10 times more people to, um, to seven thousand
1: people, and man. it's sad because you're right. Like you know, Dream and uh, Sengoku have like their lighter weight fighters are pretty goddamn good. I mean, like I think I definitely see those guys going to be coming over to the UFC over in the next couple of years. Since we actually do have because they've actually had divisions for a long time, so they kind of have careers over there. But now since the UFC is just going to get it, and honestly, I mean, like you know, you look at the feather and the bantamweight divisions. I mean, you got a couple guys at the top that are pretty good, but like at the bottom, I mean, I'm mean, not even at the bottom. I mean, after you get past the top five you know, everyone kind of is interchangeable easily. I mean, it's, there's no salt, there's no solid division down there yet. So I definitely see some, uh, in the future, like a lot of changes happening in that division. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good opportunity for Japan to get some fighters in there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so, well, so, a so question. So, so if, if dream does not have enough capital, then do you know if K cause uh, do you know if K one is going to continue then?
0: Yeah, K1, because K- FEG owns um, K1 and Dream, and right. then, uh, what is it, Sengoku is what right, I
1: think? Sengoku Raiden Championship.
0: Um, I still think K1 was going to be okay. I think it was just going to be the Dream part um, that was going to get folded. So, okay. uh, yeah, the K1, the K1's, K- you know, actually pretty big in Europe. kick kick, just kickboxing in general is a lot bigger in europe it's bigger than what mma is and this last
1: year in k1 was i mean if you guys like you know watching big knockouts and guys just go at it this last year in k1 was fucking phenomenal i mean like they it it was just it was a great year for that so i mean you guys check it out get some hd net man just get some hd net
0: yeah, it really is. If you uh if if you, you like MMA, if you enjoy the stand-up portion of MMA, which most people do, K1's great to watch. There there are a lot of good fights there. Um it's obviously different than MMA. There's none of the takedowns, but these these dudes go at it and you'll see some guys that ha, are able to recover just crazy crazy well just by having the you know, the standing eight count, and it happens really quick, so it's not like it's a big-time commitment either, so it's something, you know, just DVR it, and you can get through the fights, you know, pretty quick, because it's just three three-minute rounds that they we, have.
1: Jose, where you're talking about recovering ability, I mean, these are tournaments that they have typically, and they can fight three times a night, you know, so, I mean, the, the, the fighters in there are phenomenal, and, and you you really see them take, like, a different approach, like, it's, it's, it's t- completely different. When you're fighting in a tournament because you have to say, okay, I have to go into my first fight and I have to knock this guy out immediately because I want to be fresh for the second and third fights. I don't want to be in a long drag out knockout war as opposed to like, you know, if you're in MMA, it's like, okay, you kind of I mean, yeah, I knock him out in the first round, but it's a three round fight. Let's let's, you know, play it smart. And No, everyone wants to get it fucking done immediately, get as least amount of cuts as possible to go into that next fight.
0: Yeah, but it's brutal, though. I mean, you can go out there and you want to try and knock the guy out. Sure, you want to knock him out in the first 10 seconds if possible. But, and it's, you look at the tournament in the first round there, usually the guy that finishes his fight the fastest in the first round ends up winning the fucking thing because the guys that have to go, you know, all three rounds and they get into the wars earlier in the tournament, they're just fucking spent by the time, you know, they get to the end there and they just don't, they they really don't have anything to offer. So I know. Yeah. um, It just,
1: it brings like a different type of dynamic. Like I, you know, I want to get after, I want to get into this after the break, actually. Now I think about it, but you know, I want to see, yeah, I want to get into the different kind of dynamic that dream and their rules and K1 and their roles and the UFC and strike force and the different kind of roles and like what they bring to the table. And I, I, you know, the, the, yeah, well, we can talk about after the break. I mean, Ryan, do you think we have to, you know, hear from some sponsors right now? I think we do.
0: Yeah, they're, uh, <clears throat> we got to be able to pay the bills so we can put out this, this lovely show for you people.
1: So stick with us. All right, and we're back. So, sorry for the awkward break. My bad. So, um, Ryan, I actually wanted to talk to you about the. uh, You know, Strike Force has just um, brought on Elbows for the first time now that they're under the Zufa banner. And it, it makes you think, like, I don't know, it makes me think. You know, Strikeforce had something different to offer in terms of, you know, like I mean, elbow. Like I personally like elbows, but I think each each organization should be able to have their own rules if if it's if they want to, or maybe not so much each organization, but you know, the UFC has this plan to go worldwide, and in each area i guess you could say of the world you know people have grown up and, and and respect different things you know in in japan for instance they like the ring they like to be able to kick people in the face and me them in the head while they're on the ground now i don't have a problem with that and i would actually like to see that and i th- and, and i would like to see it under the ufc banner as well i mean what do you think about the ufc moving into a place and having like having regional rules like have like you know this region, I mean, I think for the most part, you know, we should stick to, I mean, maybe not so much in terms of, like, the marathon first round and the five-minute second round. I think we should have the same judging throughout the entire thing. But, I mean, like, for instance, I would like to see, you know, somewhere maybe, I mean, maybe not so much even have a ring, but, like, I'd like to see someone get hit in the face or kicked in the face if they want. Or if you want to go over, you know, seas or to, to Europe, maybe, maybe you don't elbow them on the ground. You know, I, I would like to see a little bit changes here and there. What, what do you think? I think
0: for any sport in general, not having unified rules is, is bad for it. So it's not good for MMA to have all these different things because then people start getting confused about it. They don't know exactly what the rules are. You play a game of baseball here, you go over to Japan, it's played the same way, Mm -hmm. you know, the same amount of outs innings, all that, all that jazz. Um, The thing is it's, it's so difficult to do that with a sport like MMA just because there's an acceptance of violence that, you know, is acceptable in one place and not for another. And essentially what what the unified, you know, rules of mixed martial arts are here in North America, it's, it's what's acceptable enough for, you know, MMA or violence in the United States. And then you're going to have to basically force that upon everybody else. Now you take it to new markets and they're trying to expand into, uh, the UFC trying to expand into like China and India. I think it's going to be a lot easier to try and do that oh, there. Fuck Yeah. And just because it's so, because it's such a new sport, you can just tell them this is, these are the rules. This is how it's done. But to turn around and go to Japan and they've had, I think one or two, uh, dream fights that they actually did in a cage just for special events. Yeah. But otherwise it's been fought you know, strictly in a ring, and that's just how they know how their com- combat sports. They're going to be in a ring, and they're accustomed to their rules. So it's having to go over there and you know then enforce the UFC rules. So we'll see how that's taken it there. Uh, of course, you know you you could you know maybe want the the soccer kicks or um, you know the foot stomps, um, some of the other stuff that they're able to do over in Japan. You know, ideally you'd want to have everything. Um, you know, the soccer kicks.
1: I don't think they really need. Um, really? The, we, no, I don't know, man, because like, you know, you see so many people nowadays, like they're, they're hands on the ground, hand is on the ground while I'm getting up. Okay. I have a, I have a visual on you. Now I'm going to take my hand off the ground and now you can't, now you can kick me in the face, but I'm aware of exactly what's going on. I mean, like you see this, these rules, you know, now that we've been, we have, we have these rules for a while now, they're starting to be exploited a little bit. I what, mean, what, now. But, yeah,
0: I, I I I get exactly what you're saying there, and doing that is, is fine. But the thing is, they put their hand on the ground, then kick the fuck out of their ribs. The thing is, what the fighters have almost it seems like they've been trained this way is if their hands on the ground, you're not throwing any kicks at all. You can only use your hands. Bullshit! You can kick the fuck out of their body, and their body's wide open. Still use your kicks. Come down with a fucking axe kick to you know to the middle of their back. I, I don't think you can do the middle of the yeah, back. Yeah, no, no, it's fine, no but, back but i mean you can throw that soccer kick to their side i mean that's going to that's going to hurt you just as bad as getting kicked in the fucking head
1: i don't know man like you know we saw like a, just a tad bit in the in the diaz daily fight a couple of weeks ago you know you you saw you know you saw diaz kind of like maneuvering on the ground but both of his hands were on the ground and he was sticking his head out there so daily couldn't kick him you know and like that's you know for me I mean, I, I, that was a great fight. I, you know, Nick, the should have won. but for me though, it's just like, you, you're starting to see that just a little bit more. And then, to, and guys, you know, like if I'm, if I, if you're coming up and I'm standing over you, okay. And I'm, I'm standing over you right now and I was going to knee you, I don't know if your hands on the ground or not. And now it's just one of those things where I, you know, do I throw the knee? Do I not throw the knee as opposed to just fucking let them throw it, you know, or if you're on, you know, another rule that really pisses me off. Is if you're both on the ground, okay? If you're both on the ground, I think you should be able to allow to kick someone in the face. I understand the rule against soccer kicks when you're above them, because that honestly, that really is a way to, to fuck someone up pretty bad. But if you are both on the ground, I think it's more. I mean, it, it, it you're not getting nearly as much torque on on a kick, but it's definitely a useful tool because you're. I mean, you're fucking the guy over that's on the ground at that point in time.
0: Like, I, I I I gotta agree with you there. The uh... You know, For instance, if you're in uh, side control, um, being able to throw, bring up that knee and uh, throw it to the side of the head. Precisely. I, 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 lo- I like that. Um, it's just, you know, it, it would be difficult to do that because where I would find that unacceptable is if he's on his back and, um, you know, you're in uh, – yeah, I guess it's, it would be if you're standing and – you know, if you're a grounded opponent, you should be able to hit a grounded opponent to the head. That would kind of make sense, because um, if you're standing above them, like dropping down your knee on their head, um, or throwing, you know, stomping on their head, or you know, kicking them in the head from there, that that seems to be maybe a little dangerous. Right. At that point, um, you know, you'd almost want to focus on stuff that, that's more about the uh, the technique, which is why a lot of people, you know, complain about the elbows. I think the elbow is a very good technique um so I, I understand I, under, I understand that the the cuts can happen um but the thing is cuts happen in, in a real fight as well um i just don't like that you know when it gets stopped you don't want it to stop you want to have them to continue to fight through it but i don't mind the blood i mean shit you're in a fight the blood's gonna happen and if you you know cut them over the head that's
1: a good strategic mood because then they've got blood pouring down in their eye and they can't fucking see yeah, I completely agree. I mean like, you know the fight you hear the fighters complain about it a lot because it will jack them up and like I guess like the longevity of their career, but you know, honestly, that's that's part of your career, you know. You're not going to go be a football player and not expect to get fucking back pain for the rest of your life when you get out. Yeah, you can you can't do it you, till you're you, 60. Exactly. Sorry. You know, it's it's going to happen. That's that's your that's your career choice that you made. And you better, you know, if you don't want that, then you better be a boring fucking fighter like GSP. You know, the guy barely takes any damage. But guess what? He's going to be able to bend over and touch his toes when he's 55 years old and not yep. hurt like hell. Yep. Fight smart. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it just really, I mean, yeah. But at the same point, it's kind of like a bouncing act. It's like, well, do I fight smart and then possibly not even make it to the UFC because I'm not exciting enough? So it's uh, it's, it's definitely a catch-22 with that. Yep. So, oh, so another thing I want to bring up. That's why I wanted to segue earlier. Fucking, I'm not good at this shit. Gina Carano, Okay, we're back on Gina. I fucking love her. Um, So, Zufa has taken over the Strike Force name. Okay. Strike Force is still a separate entity, though, and running their business for now. When Strike Force and the UFC finally merge, Ryan, what happens to women's MMA?
0: Um,. That's, uh, it's that, you know, it's hard to say that would they fight actually under the UFC banner specifically?
1: Yeah. I mean, like what's uh, going to happen? All those, all those, I mean, not even all those, they have like four or five chick fighters that are like, you know, even have like a decent enough of a name, but I mean like, do they just scrap the division? What happens? I don't know. That's hard to say. We were talking about it here
0: uh, right after UFC bought force or Zupa bought force that we thought that, you know, it was going to take a year or a couple of years before, you know, they would just absorb, you know, all the fighters and just make it UFC fights. Right. right. Um, is it the the fact that they're having to wait for the women's contracts to expire because they just want to get rid of them? Oh, that's I mean, a good point. I, I don't know at this point. Uh, it'd be hard to say. The thing is, there's just there's not a way to there's not the the fighters there, and so you can't have you know a division of three people. Right. Um, I mean, it's I don't just know not marketable.
1: To... It's just not marketable right now, unfortunately. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. There, there's a couple of fighters that are marketable. Like you know, it's it's good to watch Cyborg fight. Uh, she's a fucking beast. But and um, she and
1: she's honestly like what she is is where. This is how I look at it, like – and, and just in women's sports in general, you know, the longer – like I remember seeing this study one time. It was like uh, looking at women's – like professional athletes and looking at men's professional athletes and they were looking about how many hours they practiced a week and from what age and you saw guys – you know, practicing early, obviously an earlier age and for a longer period of time. And then you saw women doing the same thing, but, but, but it wasn't for as long. It wasn't as early of an age, but as if you watch all sports, you know, we've been getting better at every sport every year. You know, we've been getting better at football, tennis, baseball, basketball, people have been consistently getting better. Why? Because they have been practicing longer. And, you know, honestly, I don't think. You know, I don't think women's MMA is ever going to be as exciting as men's MMA. It's never going to happen. But, no. but at the same point, I do though think it can be entertaining. But it's just the fact that not only is there not enough people doing it right now, but they're not starting off at an early enough age. Because you know what? You know what women's fighting looks like right now to me. It looks like UFC two. It looks like guys that just gas out in the first round can do a couple things and that's it. You know, and you got a couple of guys that stand out from that. But other than that, it's very sloppy. It, it, it's very sloppy. That's all it is. It's because people or women haven't put the hours in yet.
0: Well, they, they they go in there and they scrap, which is, you know, entertaining just to see a fight, which is the whole why MMA's is just exciting in general. It's two people that are, that are fighting each other. Um, under the UFC banner, I don't know that we'll ever see women fighting. It's like... You know, would you ever see a woman? You know, playing Major League Baseball? No, it's a it's a men's sport. Um, so I think the UFC almost sees it the the same way, especially Dana. I, I know Dana's very opposed to it. Right. Um, well, this is one. This this could be one of the reasons why. You know, I was mentioning before that that uh, they may actually keep the strike force name around and you use it as that uh, lower level. Um, you know, or feeder organization. And then that, that could be where they have their women's MMA fights, because there's still definitely a market for it. There's marketable people. I mean, you look at Gina Carano, I mean, she's just absolutely just gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. And and she can go in there and she, and she can fight. She puts on entertaining fights. You know, people are going to want to, you know, watch her and they'll be able to build it up. So you can end up having, you know, strike force brought to you by the UFC. Um, and that would be where, you know, like I said, as their feeder organization, that's where they have their their women fights. So that may be what they do. I don't know that we'll actually see women fighting in a UFC event. I don't see, you know, UFC, Carano versus
1: Santos. Right. I, I just yeah. don't see that happening. I I, I completely agree. It's unfortunate because, I mean, as I said, like, I do think eventually it could be good. But it's just, it's just really – I mean, because they offer a different – you know, I mean, honestly, I think – it could be good just in the fact that they they have extremely long legs and they're much more flexible. I mean, you could see some Brazilian jiu-jitsu and some Muay Thai like a motherfucker out of the girls, you know, if they practiced it long enough and if they did enough training. So, I don't know. I, th- I mean, we'll see. And, I mean, just I just want to go over, I just want to get your thoughts on a couple quick matchups here coming up in the next, let's say, six months. Um, you know, we, we've had a lot of uh, fight announcements this week. We have uh, Forrest Griffin versus Mauricio Hua. What are your thoughts on that? Just real quick
0: same thing rematches it's, it's worthless i, I want to see shogun fight somebody else besides
1: uh forced really i mean i think griffin is not too bad of a matchup i mean no i don't think it's too bad of a matchup you know force has been winning a couple fights here and there great he doesn't take too many fights but shogun you know he hasn't looked amazing i think honestly this is a good measurement to where he's at
0: right now yeah like, no i i i would definitely i i could say that it it, it's a fight that makes sense. It's just you know, it's just more rematches. We've seen the fight before. I'd much rather see him fight uh, Shogun fight, say like uh, Phil Davis. Okay, okay. Uh, Anthony Johnson versus Nate Marquardt. Uh Nate, the great, dropping down to uh, a buck seventy, and um, I guess Anthony Johnson's probably going to be attempting to do the same thing. <laughs> uh we'll, we'll see if he
1: actually gets there i mean he always does so i don't, I don't know you know honestly I, originally when i saw this i'm like man nate's gonna own him but uh i don't know man you know nate has typically had a big problem with wrestlers in the past so i mean his takedown defense is okay but he typically works from the guard so yeah don't 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 tell Uh, Anthony Johnson as a wrestler.
0: Anthony Johnson's the guy that's going to stand and bang with uh, Nate Marquardt. If if, if anything, Marquardt's going to try and take him down. That would be the smart thing to do. Dan Hardy has no fucking takedown defense. That's why Anthony Johnson was able to get on top of him. Anthony Johnson's going to be the bigger guy in that fight. Um, (laughs) Even though
1: Nate's going down a fucking weight class.
0: (laughs) You know, the thing is that uh, the fight with Dan Miller, uh, Nate looked smaller than what he normally has. He used to be this... Real big 185, or just he was real thick, and uh, he, he's been leaning down. I think he's on that uh, the the Dolce
1: diet, or whatever. I think he's doing the fucking uh, I think he's doing the vegetarian shit. Okay, whatever. Oh, it no, is. no, that's John Fitch, that's John Fitch, and uh, and Jake Shields. My bad. He He's
0: he's definitely uh, he's definitely a little bit smaller, so I think it's it's an interesting fight. Um, Anthony Johnson's typically an, a pretty exciting fighter. I mean, pretty much all of his fights except for the. Um the fight with Dan Hardy were all pretty good. There's he's not going to be able to hold down um uh Nate Marquardt like that and if he does take him down that would Marquardt has, you know, plenty of submissions uh, that he'd be able to throw off of his back, definitely be able to sweep him. So I think that would actually be a a pretty decent little uh, stand up speak- fight. I'd probably favor Marquardt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, honestly, I think if Nate actually does well in this, he may honestly consider going down to 170. I mean, it's like how many how many times do you have to get close to the bell at 185 and then just have it fucking taken from you because you can't perform because of one guy that out wrestles you there? I mean, like I think he would be, I think he'd be a good fit at, at 170 to be honest. I mean, he's, he's you're right, he has been uh, getting a little bit big or I mean a little bit small for the white division. And I mean, you know, we've seen all the fights already. He's been around for a long time. So we've seen all the fights that we really want to see at 185. I think he could do some damage at 170.
0: Oh, sure thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, a, a fight with him and uh, BJ would be uh, pretty interesting, I, I think. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, him and Koscik. The thing with Marquardt um, is the guys, the 170 is so heavy um, out at AKA. Yeah. That it's nice for him to go down there because he has no issues with fighting, you know, Mike Swick or or Josh Koscheck <laughs> or... Um, John Fitch John Fitch I mean it doesn't matter you can fight all those guys and those are all interesting fights
1: I like that I like that and then we had uh, I really don't want to go over Campman versus Howard we can save that for another time alright Ryan so next we got also coming up we have our top 10 rankings of the heavyweight division and the lightweight division yes we do <laughs> are you fucking That's serious it. are you uh, fucking serious uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ bring something to t- stick with us we'll be back no, we can't say stick with us. We've said that
0: fucking twice already. Who gives a fuck? I'm you're, not saying stick with us. It's got to be something else. It's supposed
1: to be your expertise area. Okay? You were, I know, I was I was supposed to do the transition here. I'm just are the uh, closer. My, my, you're my the mind. closer. I am the opener. That's how we worked it out. Fucking get on top of your shit. I know. You
0: Come th- on. I know. I know you threw me off here. You're being
1: sloppy. You're being sloppy. Okay. You want you just want to fucking say it. You just want to fucking say it. Give me some energy. What am I trying to say here? How about we just end with the last one? That's fine. No, it's not fun. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. I've okay. tried doing that before. All Fuck. right, guys. Well, next next we got Fuck. the uh, top ten. Um, what do we have, Ryan? Tell me, tell me what we have next. We got the fucking our
0: top ten heavyweight and lightweight coming up after the break. We'll see you then. I almost said <laughs> <then> stick with <laughs> the- <laughs> And you're listening to MMA in the Cave with your Latin lover
1: Estevan and the enigmatic Ryan Jenkins. Okay, we are back with our fucking rankings. We had. You're to- listening to MMA in the cage. MMA ITC. Anyway,
0: so, Ryan Esteban McCarthy, I'm motherfucking Ryan Jenkins. I've got the top 10 lightweights in MMA. Esteban, do you no, have your top No, you're,
1: you're pumped. Let's fucking hear. Who's number one?
0: Alright everyone, after going back and listening to Estevan's just ridiculous, lightweight list, I think possibly he was doing it just to irk me, Uh, he made an argument for Jen's The Little Eagle soars again, Pulver still in his top 10 in lightweights in MMA, just absolutely shocking. So I'm just going to give you guys the abridged version here of our list, starting with our number one uh, UFC lightweight champion, Frankie Edgar. Number two is Gray the Bully Maynard, number three is Gil Melendez, number four is is Jimmy Miller. Number five is Kenny Ken Flo Florian. Number six, we've got Eddie Alvarez. Number seven, Melvin the Young Assassin Gallard. Number eight, Anthony the Kick Pettis. Number nine, Clay Guida. And number ten, Shinya Aoki. Yeah, well, we came up with a very similar list, um... You know, for, for the most part there. And I, I, I feel pretty, pretty confident about that. So um, we need to hit on our heavyweight and
1: uh, uh, get on with this. Number one. Cain Velasquez, obviously. I think we should speed this one up too, Ryan. I don't want the fans I don't want the fans uh bumming out here. But I think I got Kane Velasquez. You know, he looked amazing as a Brock Lesnar, which really is not that fucking hard to do. Um but you know, his previous fights he just looked like a fucking wrecking machine. He's got out on the feet, he's got great wrestling pedigree, and that's really all you need in the heavyweight division. You know, yeah, need- he's but bite- basically dominated all of his
0: fights um he got rocked what against uh Czech congo and other than that he's just been in complete control of all of his fights in the ufc that's pretty impressive when you're able to do that um yeah
1: consensus you know
0: number one uh,
1: uh number two just because of the 2010 year you cannot deny this man alistair Overeem. Um, he's the M one or not the M one. He is the k one champion. He is the strike force champion and he is the dream champion. You know, like just because of the year he's coming <laughs> off of, I put him. I, and, oh, by the way, these top 10 ones in the heavyweight division have nothing to do with their talent whatsoever. I just fucking hate most of the people in the top 10 in the heavyweight division. So this is purely going off of who I like the most. And okay. So, over. so, sh- so, so should ba- it, it, it should horses. be based.
0: It should be based off of my list then. So don't even listen to the shit that you're I'll put it this you're, way. You're I'm going to, I'm going to critique,
1: Critique your li- How about this? Mine is going off of personality and looks. You're, I will critique yours and the validity of yours. Okay, 'cause that fair? Is that fair? Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay. So uh, I, I put o- 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 over him at number two. Who do you have number two? Just keep just run down your whole top ten. Oh, cause, fuck you!
0: Because it's fuck just you. Old. Because this is chicken shit, and we're going to throw it away anyway. So who's your number three? Okay,
1: my number three, and I think this is actually a legit pick, is Shane Carwin. You know, he's coming off of a loss. You know, it was almost a year ago now to Brock Lesnar. But before that, fucking wrecking through dudes. And honestly, the guy still has the biggest fucking right hand in the goddamn sport. He can knock out any person with one shot six inches away from his face. Shane Carwin is going to be fighting like a nobody here coming up in – in a couple of months, but you know, I still think he's a, a he's someone to reckon with.
0: That's but, that's like most of Shane Carwin's career. So yeah, exactly. that's pretty much who he's fought. Is no ones.
1: Okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, number number four, we got Fabricio Verdoom. Fabricio is doing really well. I mean, coming off, I mean, he's beaten Alistair. He's beaten, uh, you know, he's beating the top guys. Um, he's also coming off the Fedor win. You know, uh, the Fedor win just really launched him into the top. absolutely top rankings and that was when fedor was for the most part undefeated at the time Um, then you got antonio bigfoot silva coming off of a goddamn good looking impressed like he's he's coming off of impressive victories in general and he's beaten the last emperor just recently so i mean you got to put him up there brock lesnar just because he was the ufc champion i hate to admit it but he is in the top 10 the guy still brings to the table a, a good set of skills for the heavyweight division. And that's that's really all that I can say for him. He's fucking big. He can move well and he can wrestle. And he's got the fucking uh, noogie jitsu. Just fucking just get on top of you and just give you a noogie in and, and then into into submission. After that, we got Junior Dos Santos. Um, it's gonna be a good fight, I think. Um, the you know Junior, if Junior can keep the take, if he can, if he just works strictly on takedown defense until the fight, he's gonna win it. Um, Fedor Emelianenko. He's kind of hit a rough patch right now but he's he's lost the top competition keep in mind so um he's getting kind of a rough patch but the guy still won what like, th- like went 10 years without without a single loss on his record then here comes here comes a guy maybe you agree with maybe you put him in there maybe you didn't I got Stefan Struve Stefan Struve has been pretty goddamn good looking in the last couple of fights. He, he gets beaten up a little bit, but then he comes back and wins in the end. You know, I mean, it's really hard to tell in the heavyweight division because they don't fight much. We don't have too many fighters. And, you know, I mean, I think Stefan Struve is good enough to be in the top ten. Uh, after that, you have, well, fuck, man. Now I think about it. You know, fuck this. This is not this is not a real top ten anyway. But, no, I mean, I think he should be. I think just, just finish it. Plow through it. I, I, think, I think he should be number ten. Speak with conviction, God I damn it. he should Stefan be number ten. I think he should be number 10. fight I think he should be number 10. Next, I had uh, Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson, I mean, he's still a damn good fighter. He's a great grappler in the division. Uh, he's, really, he's fucking small, though. for uh hey, baby. Exactly. And then uh, for the final one, which I think personally he's – I don't know. I'm going to have to really sit down and think about who, like, who's going to be the winner in this fight. Uh, Roy Nelson versus Frank Mir. I think one way or another it's going to be a goddamn good fight. But I have Frank Mir as my top or my number 10 uh, coming off of a, you know, a loss here, a loss there, a win here, a win there. Frank Mir is becoming a big dude. So I don't know. I think I actually may have to give him the advantage in that fight just because of his size now. But I'm going to move Seth Fischrup to the bottom. And then I have Sergey Karnautoff and Chad Griggs as my my uh, my, my um your, guys on the edge. Your fri- your fringe guys. I like Gr- Chad Griggs. Gr- I like Chad Griggs. Griggs
0: Griggsy who beat. Uh, you're right. Yeah, he did have a top ten win over. Uh, the monster Bobby Lashley. So you no, know,
1: honestly, I mean, I think I think he looks good at the division. I mean, like, there's really not like too many guys that look like a fucking amazing. I mean, I mean, if you want to put like Brendan Schaub and Matt Mitrione in there, I guess you can. But I mean, like, I think they still need one good fight and under their belt in order to be in the top ten. Yeah, I can't believe you missed one of these guys though with your list. And I think you'll... well, you asked
0: me to put together ten minutes I, I, before the okay, fucking well, No, you knew about this shit yesterday. Keep fucking prepared, motherfucker. Okay, number one, C- Cain Velasquez no doubt about it. Number 2 has got to be Fabricio Verdum. He's what? got he's got the win over Alistair. He was the first man That's to legitimately beat the greatest MMA heavyweight in history, Fedor Milianenko. That is fucking huge. His only loss that he's had here recently was to Junior dos Santos um, who knocked him out very quickly, flash, you know, flash knockout. Um but Junior's also a top 10 guy. Um, he's also got a win over uh, uh, Bigfoot Silva. So Fabricio Verdum is my number two. My number three is the man that I mentioned here just a second ago, Junior Dos Santos. Um, the guy has just been tearing through uh, the, UFC, the heavyweight division in the UFC. Um, has convincingly won all of his fights. Um, he just destroyed Roy Nelson. Um and I think the fight, as long as he's able to, you know, he do some. Who
1: destroyed Roy sp- Nelson? Who destroyed Roy Nelson? He fucking he could not knock him out. He could co- knock he, him out.
0: Okay, he won all three. He won all three rounds. But
1: I, you know, I said that second round too is fuck. No, that second round or third round was. It, it, I would say it was a split. But go ahead.
0: So I've got my junior as my number three. I think he beats uh, Brock Lesnar. So. Um, that's why I've got him ranked above uh, Lesnar at this point. My number four, I do have. Uh, got to show some love to Alistair, who's doing it in both uh, K1 and doing it in MMA. Uh, th- the big reason why he's not higher, he just hadn't. Fu- he's beat up a fucking tire changer, and so you know, at this point, the this fight and what plays out here in the tournament, um, you know. Alistair could definitely be you know, close to that uh, number one type guy. If he wins this tournament, I think yeah. a fight with him and uh, Kane uh, would be just fucking phenomenal. I think that would happen if Alistair makes it all the way through. Because Alistair's got the look. Or a fight with Alistair and uh, and Brock Lesnar. Or Alistair and Shane Carwin. All would be huge. Love to see it. Um, my number five, I'd have uh, the, the, the heaviest hitter. Um, and that's... The heaviest hands, hands specifically, in Shane Carwin, because the heaviest hitter's probably got to be Overeem. But that that the, the punches uh, of Shane Carwin, the the power that guy possesses, you know, the shot that he knocked Gonzaga out cold after, you know, coming up and he throws, you know, kind of a half punch and he puts a guy to sleep. That's fucking sick.
1: And, guy, and Gonzaga's no joke either, too. The guy's got a fucking chin on him.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a tough guy. Um, the, uh, my number six is uh, The Beast, uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, he came off the, uh, the tough loss to Kane. Um, you know, he got, uh, I don't want to put too much weight into his first loss with uh, Frank Mir because he turned around and uh, really dominated uh, Mir in their second fight. Um and you know he beat Carwin but he got his fucking ass kicked the first round and if Carwin had any any gas left in the tank um he would have been able to finish Brock in the Fuck Okay so my number 7 Fedor Emelianenko two fights um just Tough losses, got beat by the uh, the much bigger dude, uh, Bigfoot Silva. But just from what he's done in the past, and I think he's just s- still a very tough guy. Interesting to see, you know, we talked about the Dan Henderson thing. I don't know where he's going to end up at. I don't know if he's going to continue to fight at heavyweight, but at heavyweight, I see him as number seven. My number eight, and the guy that I can't believe you
1: missed, is Josh Barnett, the baby-faced ah. assassin. Well, the guy can never fucking fight because I, oh, look, I I take people into consideration when they've had a fight in the last two years, okay? Josh Barnett, like I'm so like I agree, I think he should be in the top ten, but stop fucking filling drug tests, okay? We'll see where we'll see how he fares after Brett Rogers. Yeah, but I, and- I I have no doubt
0: that he's gonna beat his ass though. The thing is, if Barnett ends up winning this tournament, where do you put him then? Because we were gonna put Alistair way up there if he ends up winning. If Josh Barnett wins this thing, I mean, I could put him as you know as high as maybe number two or number three then. Barnett, he's 29 and five. And he's and three of his losses are to Mirko Krokop. Right. Well,
1: I, I Mirko Krokop, it, when he was roided
0: up and still throwing head kicks at him. It, it, the, the, the big thing with Barnett, and it's not like Barnett wasn't on Roy's too at that right. point, so it was a, it was an even even playing field there. But you know that's one guy, and it's you know with anything, and we talked about it before with uh, uh, Frank May- Maynard beating up B.J. Penn. You know one of the times, th- there's a guy to where you know the, the cliche style of make fights, but you know you have one guy that just knows how to beat him. It's like Chuck and Tito. Tito would never beat Chuck. I don't care how bad Chuck's chin is, he would beat Tito whenever. Uh, Whenever, wherever. Yes. Um, so I've got uh, uh, the baby-faced assassin as my number eight. My number nine, and I struggled putting him this low because of him beating Fedor. Um, and, and you know, in such convincing fashion uh, was Antonio Bigfoot Silva. Very solid dude. Um, you know, we'll see how he ends up doing in this tournament as well. He get, I think he gets the winner of, uh, Alistair and, uh, Fabricio. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. That, uh, that should be, that should be an interesting fight, uh, with either one of those guys. So obviously that's going to bounce around our, uh, um, you know, our, our top 10 list and then rounding out the top 10 is Mr.
1: Frank Murr. Um, you know, the put Nelson over Murr. No, I don't have Nelson I mean, in there. I mean, you don't put. I'm sorry, you don't put Nelson over Murr.
0: No, I think those guys almost at this point you could be, you know, they could be kind of inter- interchangeable. I think Murr has fought the the tougher competition. He's fought the upper echelon of guys, and yeah, he's lost to Shane Carwin. He's lost to uh, to Brock but he's had the the real good showing against uh against Nog and uh you know great fight against uh Czech Congo who is a is a tough guy to fight um, and let's
1: not forget his memorable uh performance against um against Falopovich. Mirko.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but you totally forgot about that.
0: Yes. Did that fight happen? <laughs> when did he fight Mirko? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah but, so uh, so he, he he rounds out the top 10. Your fringe guys are uh, Roy Nelson. If Roy Nelson wins, then he's going to be in the top 10 with that fight uh, with Frank Mir. I think that's a very exciting fight. I'm actually really looking forward to that, especially after watching. I think it was it was a, was it a Naga tournament that they were in. The West, yeah, or, yeah West the North American grappling Association yes yeah, like that I think it was in that where uh, um, uh, Roy Nelson a much svelter Roy Nelson had <laughs> uh, uh, beat Frank Mir, who's known for you know his
1: his grappling chops so yeah it's it, you know it's funny the heavyweight division is definitely going to be changing up here within the next couple of months so it's all it's all about the tournament and the one thing that I see that's crazy is how many of these guys were, were strike force guys? No, absolutely. No, absolutely. Strike Force. Ha- Honestly, Strike Force has the best heavyweight division. I think you know, right, right That's- now. I mean, like, if you were to take all the fighters and put them against all the UFC top, you know, heavyweights. Uh, I think Sh- Strike Force has definitely got the better the better end of the half right now. And it, it's important that they fucking merge them as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, I mean it, exactly because it's just going to give because then at that point they've got all of the you know the the top heavyweight guys then at that point. And would you like to see a uh, um, a Sergey uh, Kharitonov fight um, a Matt Mitrione?
1: You know, I would. I you know I think Kharitonov has got a lot of good tools in his belt. You know, he's got some good wins under his belt too. So I mean, you know, Karitanov is is a guy to look forward to in the future. So um, yeah, I would like I would love to see. Like just just the bottom guys, because cause you you have these these new up and coming heavyweight. Because it's it's weird with the heavyweight division because like. The guys that are there have been there for five years. You know what I mean? The guys that are yeah. there have been there for such a long time. And now we're finally starting to get to see a couple of new up-and-comers. And, it's, and and there's such a clear distinction between the new and the old. And I would really like to see some of these new guys either go at each other or start to really break into the older guys and, see, and start and start going after them. So, um, and I definitely think there some... Some good fights in in both Force and the UFC for for the younger guys. I mean, let's not forget Daniel Cormier, Ryan. Let's not forget. Daniel. I, I was
0: uh, one. I was about to bring him up because <laughs> I was kind of surprised that you that you didn't mention him as one of your fringe guys. Another guy that I think a lot of us has forgot about it just because he hadn't fought in forever is uh, Big Ben Rothwell, um, who does own okay. uh, a win over uh, Big
1: Country. Um, he, but didn't Ben Rothwell fight in the UFC and he looked like shit? He fought. He had a. um, He had injured his knee when he was
0: fighting uh, Gilbert uh, Ival Ival, and he looked um, like shit. Which 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 he won that fight, and then um, who was it that he lost to? uh, JDS. He lost to. Yes or was it Kane i forget one of the two. one of the two it was either JDS or Kane that he ended up losing to which you lose to either one of those guys and you know that, those are tough fights but uh, Rothwell's a uh, another real tough guy and you know with a couple of wins he could definitely be in the top
1: 10 Right. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Bryn Walsh is, is, is no joke, but, um, yeah, I mean, th- that's what I'm saying. Like there are all there, you, there, there's really right now a clear distinction between the bottom and the top. And, um, I would just really like to see them start to kind of actually mix up and actually start finding each other. So, but, um, yeah, other than that, right, Ryan, just one quick thing. Uh, I forgot to tell you, uh, just because like I just can't let this story go unnoticed. I know this is a horrible fucking segue. Uh, the the title an honest way to get out of paying child support i'm reading an a a, a document from the district court of dallas county and um it says on, in in handwriting i did not have sex with her i she gave me a blowjob and i came on her stomach so uh and on that i think we have <laughs> at the end of this magnificent show we had today that was what you call a segue. That is was there? a segue. That was a segue. That was my that was my ending. That was my. Ending. And
0: so nutting on a stomach is how you finish. <laughs> exactly, That's which how exactly do. what we are right here. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to MMA in the Cage with Estevan, McCarthy. the undefeated McCarthy, and myself, Ryan Jenkins.
1: Um, we'll see you guys here next week, guys. By the way, don't remember go on iTunes, rate us, comment on us. It helps us out a lot. Take it easy. If you guys have any questions about MMA, relationship advice, life, or just some bullshit you want to ask me and Ryan, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, or send us an email at MMAInTheCage at gmail.com.